Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Welcome in to another edition of the Noon Dish. We are once again on Thursday because camp season. I'm Tommy Ashley. That's Don Callahan. The person you came to see is Don Callahan. The people you need to support are Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Take care of them. They take care of us. They take care of all Inside Carolina fans with that 10% off the everyday order. Take a second to click the like button on this YouTube video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already. And then like and rate, review um, on the podcast feeds or however you get it. We, of course, kick these to the audio medium as well. So those ratings, those reviews, and all that stuff help bump us up in the algorithms so more and more new fans can come in. Don Callahan, it is another day that you and I talk. I'll tell you what, the one thing that is getting to me the most, A, it's June the 15th already. Yeah. Insane. And it feels like we just talked yesterday and it was a week ago. What is happening here? I don't know. Can I be can I be honest with you for a second? Are you tired of me already? No. <laughs> I was uh I was watching some family feud and right. I get a message with the uh, StreamYard link. And I was like, why is Tommy sending me this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I was, I'm like typing up. I'm, th- I'm glad that you remembered. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, so it wasn't like I forgot, but I'm, you know, trying to get these stories unloaded. We had some um, back end issues with some things um, that I won't get into. I got other, my, my daughter hurt her knee. I got to deal with all that. She has to have an MRI. Uh Oh yeah. So I'm dealing with all of, all of that stuff too. So it's been, it's been a crazy, crazy, uh, it's been a crazy month, but definitely the last few days. And then we'll get into it. But um, I think what there was a commitment for three days in a row that finally, I shouldn't say finally, but, but it stopped on Wednesday. That was the first day UNC. This is the second day in a row UNC has not had a commitment from a really big official visit weekend where UNC, I think, made some good progress with all of the official visitors, but clearly three in particular they picked up commitments from. So it's been a crazy, crazy few days, crazy week, crazy month. Yeah. Um, so I was on campus yesterday. Um my youngest going through freshman orientation, which is pretty cool. Um, and I was taking part in that and I see Don put a story and it says big time Wednesday campus visitor. 
and I get on my phone and I see this story. Don't say who like, it is. You can um, say who you thought it was, but don't say who it is. That's I'm top not going to say who it was because you got to be a tar pit premium. But I looked on there and I was like, you misspelled Tommy Ashley, man. <laughs> and I texted you and I was like, what is happening? But anyway, yeah, a lot of news going on at Carolina, a ton of recruiting. Well, so news. the information about you visiting was actually on that super premium message board. Yeah, that was on the uh, $99.99 a month yeah. um, board that you get. Um, the group chat that you can get on sometimes if, if you're lucky. Um, but yeah, check out the Inside Carolina Premium Message Boards. Uh, you know, clearly a ton of information. You've been quite busy. Um, first of all, do your your uh, podcast uh, award winner. I'll let you handle that. Oh, yes. I can't keep forgot. up with it. Um, Mark, is it, is it Kenton? Yeah, that's how I would say. Okay. Mark Kenton, Mark Kenton, this... This podcast is dedicated to you. You last week, Mark, is he in here yet? Mark, if you're in here, make sure you give us a wave, say hello, whatever it may be. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> the back end, I was talking about software wise stuff, you know, uh, for us to kind of. I'm sorry, I'm getting off track just because I started reading some of the, the comments. But um, anyway, so Mark, MVP last week. This podcast is dedicated to you. Hopefully you're in here. Tom asked about the back end issues. I'm talking about software. I'm talking about things that that we kind of rely on to do our jobs. But um, you know, you're not, when they get fixed, when they're working properly, when they get upgraded, nobody ever notices. But uh, they're still important. Uh, it's kind of like if you hear about it, if you know the names of the officials, <laughs> they're not doing a good the job. The offensive linemen. Yeah, exactly. If you ever hear an offensive lineman get his name called during a game, yes, it wasn't good by the PA announcer. Which, by the way, is has Carolina re hired a new PA announcer yet? That is a, a lot of people um, have talked about the PA announcer over the year. I saw that position was posted a while, a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, Don, let's talk about uh, shout out to Mark. Appreciate you joining. Appreciate everybody that comes in here every week. Um, Later in the show, we'll do top five candy bars. It should be yes. a lot less, uh, a lot controversial. less controversial. We we shouldn't fight over this one. I got a little fired up last week, and, and we, I forgot. See, this we need is rules why. though. I think we need rules. Like well, it has to be a candy bar, like because people can go off in different. Like we can't, it can't be Starburst or like. No. It has to be like chocolate bar, something that you're getting. You can gra grab a single one of them while you are in the grocery store line. Yes. Yes. Like right there beside it or you're in the yes. gas station. Yeah. Has gas station. Candy bar aisle. Yeah. And, but a bar, candy bar, chocolate. I don't want to say just chocolate, but I feel like it probably needs to be chocolate. It's close enough to chocolate. I like chocolate. And let me let me chime in last week. I forgot two of my pet peeves from last week. This is what happens when you don't write them down. I cannot stand when people say sure. Like if I ask you a question and you say sure, it drives me insane. Don't know why. Never like why? it. Why? Like, and don't, if I text you, uh -huh. don't text me back with a simple letter K. I don't like it. Well, Okay. Uh, okay is better well, yes know, sir is even better i've gotten in trouble from buck for saying okay um i just yeah, don't like thing, k or sure the whole thing like the text message etiquette and what drives people crazy in general is just so like 
it's just so wide open. Like so many people get irritated by so many different things. It's so hard. I would never have thought like if you said, hey, we're going to meet up at this time. And I said, sure. I would never have thought that would offend you. I just don't like it. <laughs> I've never liked it. I've never. And somebody asked in the chat, do M&Ms count? Yes, I would think M&Ms count. Okay. They All are right. in a pack. They are next to the candy bars. Okay. Fair um, enough. But, but then again, if we get into that, do Starburst count? I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens when we get to that last part of the last part of the show. Don, let's look at your uh, list here. Once When we last talked, Tim Lawson out of Fort Myers, Florida, sort of a dual athlete, baseball and football high school player committed to North Carolina. And it, like you mentioned, and then three days in a row, 11, 10, uh, excuse me, June 11, 12, and 13, North Carolina gets three levels of the defense yeah. taken care of or, or more spots there. So let's go first. Carlos Mitchell, 5'10", 160. Defensive back, Mr. Jason Jones, or Coach Jason Jones, listed as his primary recruiter. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Mitchell, um, another Florida kid. And I'm looking at this list, and Florida is becoming a popular spot for North Carolina to get some recruits. John, what's Mitchell bring so, to the table? Well, I mean, he's he's just a raw athlete. He's one of those kids who plays at, at a smaller school in Florida, is the best player on his team, so they use him in a lot of different ways. He's on the high school level, he's probably a lot more valuable as a receiver and, ret and return man. Charlton Warren loves to take those sort of guys, take that athleticism, take that speed, and mold them into a defensive back. And that's exactly what he is. The, the one item I want to hit on with him is he has such a cool recruiting backstory. He reached out to North Carolina for whatever reason, North Carolina has been his dream school. I try to kind of pull that out of him. He mentioned seeing them play when he was younger. I can, I mean, I can kind of sort of relate to that. You know, I, I can remember for a while there, I liked the Denver Broncos because I remember seeing John Elway. Um, this is in the eighties. This is way before they won the Super Bowl. I'm not a Broncos fan, but I can remember watching John Elway in the playoffs a couple of seasons. But so it seems like that's kind of like a similar thing where, he turned on the TV when he was younger, North Carolina was on, and for whatever reason, he just loved the defense, loved it. And so he reached out to UNC. UNC responded, sent, I think it was Gene Chizik to his school first. That led to Jason Jones coming by the school, which almost immediately led to the scholarship offer, which almost immediately led to this official visit. This was the only official visit that he took. And he committed before it was over. He announced that night that he was, or Sunday night, uh, just hours after returning home, that he was uh, committed to North Carolina. So it's it's just a cool story because everybody has that. Everybody will love to reach out to their dream school and say, hey, please recruit me. Give me an opportunity. And that's what he did. That's what he got. And it all kind of fell into place. We always talk about level of competition. You talked about a smaller school. He's from Lake Wells, Florida. Just sort of, you know, Florida's got a ton of quality um, recruits every year. Mm -hmm. And he's ranked anywhere from, you know, in the mid-60s to whatever you want to look at on the Florida side of it. Nationally right now, um, 689, I believe, if I'm looking at it correctly. What, what about his level of competition? What do you think? I mean, is he a DB for North Carolina? Is, it, is that 
is that it? Or is there a possibility that he could be, you know, he could get to Chapel Hill and mold it or evolve into something else? So he plays in Polk County, Florida. That's the county he plays in. And a lot of really good recruits have come out of there. The, the name that pops in my mind immediately is Chad Scott. Played running back at North Carolina, also coached at North Carolina under Larry Fedora. He's now the offensive coordinator at West Virginia. Uh, great dude, great recruit recruiter. I feel like he, in my time of covering North Carolina, he was probably the most underrated recruiter that UNC has had, and that's primarily because he's not a guy who's super flashy, you know, who's always active on social media and tries to get his name out there and that sort of thing. I think that kind of hurts him a little bit from a reputation standpoint. But if you look at some of the top recruits that Larry Fedora landed, you know, Chad was involved with with a lot of that. We talk about Antoine Green, talk about William Barnes. Um, you know, really anyone from that central Florida sort of area, he was heavily involved with just because he um, knows that area. But anyway, um, that central area of Florida produces a lot of great players, including, you know, specifically that Polk County, Florida. So, um, so yeah, so he's not, you know, so there have definitely been good players to come out of his area. Gotcha. Second up, great name. Cruz Law. <laughs> Tell us about that recruitment. Tell us about uh, the package deal that's there because um, it's interesting because I just had a conversation with another sport um, at North Carolina and um, his name may or may not have come up. But at mm. any rate, uh, Cruz Law, Nashville, Tennessee. You got me intrigued about, now. I always think about country music. When I talk about Nashville, tell us about Mr. Law. It sounds like a law firm. Yes. And um, I had a friend of mine back in, in college days that was that had similar last name as that first name. What does he bring to the table? Tommy Thigpen, primary recruiter, dropped on the 12th of June, 61218-ish. Go. Yeah, so when you Google his name, you do have to kind of bypass a couple of law firms in order to uh, find his 24-7 account or his huddle profile. But you know, his recruitment changed dramatically, I guess it was in April, when his brother decided to enter the transfer portal. His brother was a scholarship player on Vanderbilt's baseball team. And you would know better than me, Vanderbilt. Well, just tell me what 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 sort of level Vanderbilt their program in baseball? Uh, elite. Okay. You know they're SEC. They've been very good for. My thing is, is if if you can play for Vanderbilt, you can play. Mm -hmm. And and that's what was intriguing to me to to hear that connection and that that package deal there going on, but more on Cruz and then tell us about uh, the brother. Yeah. So basically his brother Cade entered the transfer portal. And so Cruz decided I want to play with my brother. Basically his brother wanted to play football, miss football. Um, and so he wanted to go in the portal specifically to find a preferred walk on opportunity to play football. So Cruz says, okay, I want to play with my brother. And he actually, in the Q and a that we ran the other day mentions just, he used the word pissed. He said he was pissed when his brother decided to play baseball at Vanderbilt because he wanted to play football with him in college. And so when, once his opportunity kind of opened up, he decided, Hey, I'm only going to look at schools who are going to allow my brother to walk on. 
and that narrowed it down to North Carolina. Vanderbilt was still open to that idea and Kentucky. Ultimately, though, you know, he's a kid who education is very, very important to him. He goes to a, a very challenging uh, academic high school in Nashville. And so ultimately narrowed down to Vanderbilt in North Carolina. He made a bunch of visits to Chapel Hill. You know, it makes sense to make a bunch of visits to Vanderbilt because that's in his hometown. But um, I'm thinking he made what he visited during the season. And then I think it was twice in the spring. And then obviously came back for the official visit. And that just sealed the deal. You know, he called me right when he got home and and kind of told me, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And so, um, you know, he was I think they kind of knew. Well, he says that he didn't know heading into that visit. But I think, you know, the I think it was kind of in his head a little bit. North Carolina was going to be difficult to beat. So, uh Breaking in here, we we ha- we need a ruling on the top five list. Do Reese's peanut butter cups count? I think they do. I think they count. So yeah, Tory I think Cook, they count. Yeah, no, I think they count. So what can you share anything with us on the baseball angle with this? No, no, I mean not as it relates to playing at UNC or anything like that. But I mean, I was asked, what's the deal? I mean, is is he strictly going to play football or whatever? And um. You know, I was going on based on Don Callahan's recruiting. It sounds like he's going to play football at North Carolina's preferred walk-on. Do you know anything about Cade's ability on the football field? So he was a, I believe, well, so only 247 ranked him, and they ranked him a very, very low three-star quarterback. He did have scholarship offers from Air Force and Akron. So, I mean, I mean that's, 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 I understand it's not power five, but it's, but it's still impressive, you know, yeah. but it was that quarterback. Uh, he wants to, from what Cruz told me that his brother K is going to play linebacker. They're going to play linebacker together. And so uh, you got to think looking at air force, looking at Akron, um, probably, you know, a hard nosed sort of guy, uh, watched a little bit of his film, not much. So, uh, but I mean, we're talking about a preferred walk on sort of thing. And, and 95, if not higher, percent of those guys end up, we end up not really talking about them much beyond their enrollment. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, you know, oh, maybe this is an exception. Okay. But you, you always run a story um, leading up to the season about the preferred walk ons and yes. their additions or whatever. Let people, like you and I could go walk out on, out there. I mean, theoretically, we could walk on. Tell what's the difference in a preferred walk on, just for people that may not know or may not understand that process. So, I always give the caveat about the rules because the rules change, and even before the rules change, when someone explains to me, I don't, I'm never confident that I have, I have like a great grasp on the rules. But anyway, um, you know, football players. They don't like like a scholarship football player when they apply at North Carolina through admissions. They don't have the same academic requirements that a quote unquote normal student or a non athlete student would have to enroll at North Carolina. The preferred walk ons get that benefit of the scholarship player, and so they fall underneath those those academic requirements, which obviously makes it a little bit easier for them to get in. Also, they're guaranteed a spot on the roster, so to speak. But that's, yeah. you know, 
it's we don't have a scholar, and this is not North Carolina specific, so I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right? But it's like we don't because you see a lot of preferred walk-ons for local schools and local kids get preferred walk-ons opportunities. But come on out, we want you to play for us. We don't have a scholarship for you right now, but we'd like you to be a part of the team. And of course, the possibility is always Don Callahan getting breaking news right there on his phone right now. I've asked him repeatedly to turn off the sounds during this podcast. It does not work. Is that one of your pet peeves? Yes. Yeah, no, this is one. like this. I mean, I'm going to have to. Um, that's the radiology people. So I got to handle that as soon as I get off here. Okay. Well, if you need to take a break, you know, I can no, carry we're good. It. No, we're I'm good. joking. I can't carry it. This is we're, all the Don Callahan show. You listen to Noon Dish. It is Wednesday. No, it's not. It's Thursday. It is and I have Thursday. a feeling that Thursday might be the spot. Um, because we're getting some good crowds coming in here on Thursdays, but we'll go back to Where Wednesdays. We up to? So I can't see on here. 50 plus. Can 50 you... plus people are listening to Don Callahan hash on North Carolina recruiting right at the moment. You can't okay, see I'm... it. I can see it because I'm in control you... of the board. Okay. Yeah, I can't see the number. I get to see people responding, talking in here, which is great. Preston had a good uh, comparison. Chaz Surratt, part two. Valid. Comparing Cade... Cade uh, law so well let's go on to uh commitment number three of the week curtis simpson six four two hundred pound guy defensive lineman dare i say edge rusher yes tell us about him so i think um a a good but maybe not a hundred percent or definitely not a hundred percent accurate comparison and probably because they both play from the same county in north carolina is malachi hamrick you know, uh, long guys um, who definitely need to add some weight, but tall and explosive coming off the edge. Now, the difference I would say is for Shelby, when Malachi played for Shelby, he was more of a defensive weapon and the Shelby coaches were great at putting him at a lot of different positions to um, kind of exploit uh, the opposing offense. Kings Mountain with, um, with, with Curtis Simpson just basically puts them on the edge. And now they have two really good edge rushers. They have another guy that we're may, we may talk about a little bit for the 2025 class on the other end. And, but they basically just send those two guys off the edge and, and attack the quarterback. Um, so he's, so he is definitely your kind of prototypical edge rusher. So if he, if he were to go to a defense as a four, three, he's going to play that weak side defensive end. If he were to go to a defense as a, Three four, he'd be that stand-up outside linebacker on the weak side. For North Carolina, he's going to come in as that jack position guy, who you know is mostly going to just try to apply pressure on the quarterback on passing downs, but does have the ability to drop into coverage to kind of disguise some things. He just like with Carlos, you know, there wasn't a whole lot to you know his recruitment. I mean, he he received a bunch of offers, particularly early on Auburn. I think Mississippi State, um, you know, Appalachian State. There was a bunch of other schools. North Carolina offered, though, and it completely altered his recruitment. And he even admitted in our Q&A that we ran a couple days ago that it was basically a done deal once he got the North Carolina scholarship offer, mostly because of the way the coaches kind of handled the situation leading up to that. They they didn't try to see when they didn't offer until I think it was only like a couple months ago. So it wasn't like North Carolina. Oh, actually, it was late March, which. Considering the times, that's relatively late in the process, but um, 
the way the staff kind of handled his recruitment prior to that, I think he really appreciated. They were very honest with him saying, Hey, be patient. We're looking at this. We're checking out this, you know, you're, you're still on our board and all that sort of stuff. So when it came time to offer, it was smooth sailing. And um, he said that when he got the offer, that was probably where he was going to end up, but he wanted to spend some more time on the campus, wanted to get to know the coaches a little bit better. He was able to do that. He, he attended the spring game and then obviously came back for the official visit. He didn't schedule any other official visits. So it was pretty obvious just where his mind was at. And so he was another one who he committed over the weekend. Uh, he didn't have an exact plan on when he wanted to announce. He actually at one point considered waiting until July to announce, you know, UNC doesn't like that so much. So I think they kind of convinced him to do things a little bit sooner. And so he just uh, picked, uh, I guess it was Wednesday when he did his, um, or Tuesdays when he did his. So, and that just worked out for him. He, he did a seven on seven tournament that morning with Kings Mountain and then committed right afterwards. So Gene Chiswick listed as his primary recruiter on your board. Um, so how many is that? Is that 17? Yes, I think so. I think yeah. I could tell. So let me ask a question that was posed on the message board. And I think it's a valid question. Uh, and certainly one I want you to expound on. Spottyotti on, on the boards asks, is it, uh, I'll paraphrase, but if filling up too fast, quote unquote, is that a thing? Obviously, we've talked about getting classes done going into the season. North Carolina stands at 17 now. Attrition, all that other stuff works out in the end. But is this coming on too fast for North Carolina, or is this something that Mac Brown likes to get done so they can concentrate on other things or move forward later in the fall into the, the actual football season? Yeah, so there's I think there's two things with this. The first thing is, is that – the calendar, as I kind of mentioned, was talk about you know, UNC offering in late March being somewhat late for Curtis Simpson. The calendar has sped up so much that uh, it's not just North Carolina. Most schools will have the majority of their class committed before the end of the summer. And um, and that's that's by design because that's just how things are going. You know, guys are taking their official visits in June and, um, you know, if that's if that's the, the meat of your recruitment, then what's the need to wait later? I mean, yes, there will be guys that UNC will continue to recruit into the season. And really, to be honest, with this class in particular, if it unfolds the way that we're expecting, there's a very good chance that UNC is is done. It may not add anyone beyond August, to be honest. So UNC is not loading up too fast. And what it is if you look at inside Carolina's recruiting board, you'll see, I mean, these are the guys UNC is targeting. And so I think the, the other aspect, the part two of that, which the question that, that you, um, that you're referencing was kind of implying that would North Carolina be better off holding scholarships so that when, you know, if, and when they have a really good season that that could help them. The problem with that is, is, is who are you going to be recruiting? because most of these guys are going to be committed and the guys who aren't committed have it narrowed down to, you know, a group of, a group of schools that they have been looking into for six plus months. It's going to be near impossible to get in with those guys. A lot of those guys that you would want UNC to get in with, those guys are looking at Alabama, Clemson, you know, Georgia, that sort of thing. 
no matter how good of a season, North Carolina can go undefeated. And it's going to be difficult to compete with Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, who have already have a huge lead on you. So, um, so that's kind of the, the, the issue with all of this. And on top of that, how deep in the season are we talking to where you can say, okay, North Carolina is having a good year. You know what I mean? So is it, I mean, what, what, September, October, when they have a few game, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, it's just, it's just so difficult to, to say, and you're just getting later and later. It's just the calendar no longer permits you to really do what this person has kind of expecting what this season will do will set the stage for the next class and what the perception of, cause we talk about perception. We talk about prestige, whatever the word we used, this season is going to help with that next class, with that perception for those recruits and the class beyond that too. But this class, their perception of North Carolina is, is basically set in stone. Yeah. And it's fascinating because everybody says, you know, a team shouldn't fill up too fast where the guys are, Folks are committing somewhere. And yeah. to your point, I think is the best point in the whole segment there is if North Carolina waits, the pool becomes much thinner and much smaller there in the end. So it, it is a fascinating balance. Um, but if you're getting who you're targeting um, and you're getting, you know, you're going down your board and you're knocking off guys and, and pulling in guys that you are targeting, regardless of what the rankings say, uh, then you're doing it the way it works for you and you're having success for your team. But yeah, all schools are, are, are trying to get things done. And then the portal adds just another yeah, it's insane aspect to it and all that stuff. We're talking with Don Callahan. It's a noon dish. It is Thursday, about 1230. I'm going to talk about Johnny T-shirt, Johnny T-shirt.com right fast. They're sponsors of this podcast. I do it all the time. I always go to Chapel Hill and I always go to Johnny T-shirt. So take care of them as they take care of us. Get all your needs. It's summertime, so you can get plenty of shorts, T-shirts, hats. Um, if you're like me, you need all the hats you can get. As hot as it gets in North Carolina especially, so visit them. And if you can't get here or if you live elsewhere, order it online. JohnnyT-shirt.com, man. They have the best customer service you can get in person, but they also have great customer service online. Ship it straight to your door. Take care of them. Inside Carolina Premium people that uh, are, if you're not a member and you're watching this podcast, first of all, join Inside Carolina Premium, but you also get that nugget of getting 10% off your Johnny T-shirt orders. Going to take a, a break for the national guys on the audio version. Be right back with Don Callahan on the Noon Dish. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement for his man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. 
All right, Don. It is. I got, I got a question for you. Your okay, ad let, read. Let, let me bring this back in. This okay, is the new dish sponsored by Johnny T-shirt. Don Callahan has a question. Yes, sir. So uh, your ad read kind of brought this to my mind. So do you get sunburn on your head? Yes. How Like, is it bad, bad? Like, how I bad have, is it? I have nuked it. Um, but I also will put lotion on my head and on my ears, especially. You can't see them in these. Um, and the bridge of the nose. But um, this head has been beaten. Oof. severely over the years um, but yes i have a big old sombrero hat um you know the the rich or the uh richardson hats the inside carolina hat that i have it'll leave a spot back on the back um so i am a big time put lotion in the basket and put it on the head guy and uh, uh, gotcha you know we're on all blessed with all that you know cabbage you got on your on your head i got some thick thick hair which so i had to keep it low or else it is terrible i have the opposite problem i just my hair grows a little bit then it's like it, it's sweat and everything it's terrible yeah but yeah i, I, I do not i do not i do not i don't need hair on my head I, I enjoy it being bald it's a quick fix and uh yeah slap some lotion up there and keep it on but do not forget the lotion because you will have um you will get peeling and you'll look like a lizard. Let's talk about recruiting some more. Uh, you mentioned that North Carolina could potentially be filled up by August. Um, who else is in the crosshairs? A um, ton of official visits this past weekend. They've reaped those benefits. When you look at North Carolina's recruiting as it stands now on targets, what would you have to say about it, Mr. Callahan? About About what? About North Carolina recruiting right now as it stands. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see, you're not paying attention to me. I asked these well, convoluted questions. Wal Walter Harris here has a great question, but um, I'll definitely. So, yeah, I, I think North Carolina headed into June with their group of, with their board, right? And if you follow Inside Carolina, read the weekly scoop, we did a really good job with, um, the June official visits primer that we post. That was the last weekly scoop. We haven't been able to do a whole lot of weekly, weekly scoops just because one, a lot of the stuff is covered in the, uh, the post and pre official visit posts that we may, or stories that we, we come out with. And then also, you know, UNC is having a bunch of official visitors and people want to know what, what those guys are saying. So we've had to run those stories first and foremost, but anyway, if you've been following that stuff, uh, the weekly scoop, we kind of laid it out. I mean, really, North Carolina has been hitting on the guys that they want. If you remember last year, UNC did not have as much success with the offensive line during in June and had to kind of change their, their, um, their, I guess, plans for the offensive line. This class, every position, UNC is hitting on their guys. It might not be the four stars like a lot of the – the um, posters want, but they're hitting on guys that are on their board that they like a lot. They're, they are in position to where they have, um, you know, stopped recruiting certain kids or, or didn't bring them in, which is kind of leads to um, Walter's question. But, um, but yeah, I mean, really they're doing, they're, they're landing the guys that they needed to land. And I mean, there's, there's still some obstacles, you know, Alex Taylor, is one of them, um, you know, there's there's some guys in that final weekend that are going to be pretty big. You know, um, 
But uh, beyond that, I mean, and, and so so we have to kind of see how those things happen. But so far, so good. Let's. I'll ask you Walter Horn's question. It says, notice in a recent article, Don had a comment that the staff is staff had stopped recruiting player X because they feel good about player Y and Z. How does that process work um, when schools back off from a player? And how do you massage it so that you don't back off a player and piss them off or, you know, disappoint or, or, you know, make his high school coach or his whatever? How how does that usually work? What is the uh, ideal scenario to handle that for school? So I know you don't like this answer, but it is by a case by case, case basis. by case basis. And so if you get a situation, let's say I'm going to take um, the the Nate Palmer kid, the running back from Texas, who had talked about officially visiting North Carolina this month, had four official visits scheduled, I think it was, and then was going to try to squeeze in a UNC official visit. With that situation, you don't have the official visits scheduled. You just kind of make sure it doesn't get brought up. You know, you, you probably don't call him near nearly as much. You don't, you know, maybe you text him, but you just stay away from the whole official visit conversation. If it gets brought up, that's when it gets a little bit um, dicey. But you, you, you be honest with them, you know, and say, hey, look, we have a running back committed. And I don't know what exactly was said. This is just me speculating. I want to be clear. This is me speculating on what could potentially happen. Um you say, hey, look, we we have one committed. We have some other guys that have already scheduled official visits. We're just going to kind of focus on those guys. A lot of these situations, it just kind of works out. It just kind of works out for, um, you know, because it's not like that kid has other opportunities. And he obviously is much more interested in the four schools he has scheduled official visits with. So, it just kind of naturally just happens. And it's not this big, it's not like you're breaking up with your girlfriend sort of thing. Now there are situations where you bring a kid in and, um, you, and it came for an official visit. I'm not going to name many names because I don't want anyone to think what I'm saying. I'm actually reporting. I'm just kind of speculating and trying to give a general sort of example. But let's say you have a kid comes in for an official visit. And for whatever reason you decide this kid's not a fit. You, a lot of that you lean on, the relationships, you know, it might be a, it might be a conversation you have with the recruit. That's probably the preferred way, but it might be better to also get an adult involved, like particularly a high school coach or a trainer or whoever is very active with that recruit to kind of ease and explain, Hey, look, it's just going to be better for both of us. You know, this is not going to work sort of thing, you know, and you just have to kind of explain it and, High school coaches, I think, are, for the most part, are pretty realistic and are pretty honest um, and pretty understanding. If you say, hey, look, we like him. He's great on film, um, but he just doesn't fit in our program. And I think they understand that. And in a lot of cases, you'll see schools like North Carolina that will kind of help that kid with other opportunities as far as reaching out to somebody else sort of thing. You know, a lot of these situations where these kids just start losing a lot of opportunities – you find poof, this this school came out of nowhere and that's where they're going. Well, usually that's kind of helped by one of the schools that are no longer recruiting that kid. Hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, you answered and you know, Preston from G from G Wagon compares it to the Dayton game. And it kinda is, except that last part. 
Yeah. Um, cause you don't put people on the roster and help them find other guys. Um, in the aspect of the dating game. But it, it is a fascinating thing, though, that you have to navigate because if you push somebody away and then you need them later, I mean, that all the, it's all about relationships. That's what yeah, there's, there's a balancing act. If you look at, like, there's a lot of kids who have, how, I mean, how many of these kids have, like, 40 offers, 30, 40 offers, and then they only take official visits to two schools? Like, clearly, so what, what happened with those schools? Well, those schools kind of, they stopped calling as much. They didn't bring up the official visits. And if you bring up official visits, they, they might push it and say, well, let's wait until the fall, that sort of thing. And then, if, you know, it's just like dating a girl. You kind of, if you're talking to a girl, like, hey, you want to go out for a date this weekend? They say, oh, I can't. My parents are in town. Hey, you want to go have a date this weekend? And you keep on getting no. Eventually, you're going to stop calling her and asking her to come. You know, and, it, and so there's a little bit of that involved. Um, or maybe she's really nice and just says, hey, look, you know, it's not, it's not you. It's me. Sort That's of thing. exactly, man. That is so funny. I was fixing <laughs> to say the exact same. It's not, it's not you. It's us. It's me. <laughs> All right, let's get this out. Anything else on the recruiting trail we need to, because you are clearly a busy man. I hear Mario hitting the things and lighting <laughs> the candle a lot. I'm going to get you one of those. I saw it on TikTok or Instagram or something. Those, um, uh, Mario lights, you know, where you can turn the light on and it makes that sound. I'm going to find, I'm going to get you one of those for Christmas. Yeah, if I could, um, this weekend, not nearly as big because of Father's Day, but UNC will have a handful of official visitors. We have a preview up for this weekend that kind of goes into detail on who's coming in, where else they've been, and also some additional information, kind of what I think Walter was talking about, a couple guys that North Carolina is no longer recruiting, so definitely check that out. We'll have updates on those official visitors following the the um, following weekend, and then um, the following weekend is going to be North Carolina's really big weekend. It you know probably looking at double digit official visitors. It's hard to say that exactly because if you have if you've been paying attention to this stuff, you'll see a lot of guys are committing other places or North Carolina is moving on. They've already pulled one guy from that weekend, so um, but it's 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 going to be. There are some major targets coming that last weekend. Alex Taylor, Jordan Ship. Um, God, I know there's more and I can't think of off the top of my head. But a lot of big time targets are coming that that final weekend, which is going to be pretty. Oh, uh, Keenan Jackson. So it's going to be pretty big. So definitely make sure you're locked in Inside Carolina because every day, every day we're, we we have stuff going on on there. Yeah, there is no off-season, especially not this time of year for Don Callahan. Check out Tar Pit Premium Message Board. It is loaded. If, if you had to find one name on that board the most, I'd say it's Don Callahan's as he's reporting everything you need to know about the official visits and all that. And, we'll, of course, we'll talk about it. I don't know if we're going to have a noon dish next week, though. I don't see that happening because I'll be in Southern California. Um, but we might figure it out. We'll do something. Anyway. What, what day are you leaving? I'm leaving at five o'clock a.m. from the airport on Saturday and returning at this Saturday. Yeah, and then returning oh, wow. in the middle of the night, the following Friday. So, Oof. and I can't see me doing a noon dish um, at nine a.m. in California, um, but maybe we'll figure it out. Well, the the problem too is uh, UNC has a camp on Wednesday and Thursday. And right. so, yeah, so we might not, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, we're going we'll to get back. Have one. We're, we're going to, we're going to not have one next week. And then yeah. We'll and then we'll, we'll break. definitely have a big one the following week to recap 
the big official visit weekend. I think that's fine too. We won't be able to preview it too much, but inside Carolina, we'll have a preview up heading into that weekend. And then you and I will definitely kind of recap that. And then also the Showtime camp, which would be pretty big. I'm going to try to convince you to come out there with me. I, I, I'm all about um, being convinced. So you're going to have to work on that. See if you can recruit me to that's your what, calls. That's what your wife says. Top guy. She doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Top five lists, candy bars. We ruled that Reese's Cups do count. M&M's do count. I've already got a ton of I have stuff. my top five. Well, I don't have my top five written down mm. but because I, I never do. I'm going to go first with Miss Christine Bird. Pops up Snickers. I would give a plus sign to Milky Way, a negative sign to Baby Ruth, Reese's Cup, Hershey's Bars with almonds. Can't argue against those. Very good choice there. Yeah. Uh, Preston will get in here. Um, he's always got jokes, but can't hate <laughs> on the last joke. Twix, Heath Bar, whatchamacallits, man, that's a blast from the past. I used to love those things. And the last bite of anything eaten by Brooke Burke. Whatever happened to her? I hadn't seen her lately. Uh, let's go up to Thomas Zero. Does that Zero thing have coconut in it? I don't think I've ever had them. But I'm a big coconut person, so I'm interested. I'm not interested. Hershey bar, Snickers, Baby Roof, and a Hershey crackle. Isn't that basically a Nestle bar with the rice in it or the uh, Rice Krispies? Uh, Wanda Hunter, Heath bar, Mounds. That's another coconut thing, I think. I'm enjoy Baby Roof and M and M's. Solid, solid effort there. Solid choices. I'm losing my battle. Here. I love all the. We have a lot of um, submissions this week. Yeah, people get into candy now. Money Mark, Snickers, Twix, Carmelos. I don't know if I've ever had that. I've, they'll go. Yeah. Baby Ruth. And what's a Chunky? Never heard of Chunky, but the Carmelos are the little, um, like you un- unroll them. And... Is it a Rolo? Oh, no, that's a Rolo. Yeah. Carmelo, I guess, is just like another bar, kind of similar to a. Rollo's pulling my teeth out. Uh, Hershey bar, Billy Collins, Hershey bar with almonds, yes. Snickers, yes. Reese's cups, yes. Zero again. Baby Ruth, I think Baby Ruth might be winning this. And Tory Cook, Snickers payday. That's a good candy bar, non-chocolate. A thousand grand, hundred hundred thousand grand. I love those things. Good call. Reese's Cups and M&M Peanuts. So what is yours? Well, first, um, did Mark ever come in? Yes, he chimed in. Did he really? He, he did. Does so he, he? Is he aware of him? Me. Is he aware that he is the MVP of last week? Oh, there he is. All right, yes. Okay. Yeah, All right, Mark- so my top five in order. Number five, Almond Joy. I, I like I like the coconut, but it sounds like you do not. I do not do coconut. I'll right. eat a coconut, um, like off the tree, but I do not like processed coconut. Do you have coconut trees like nearby? I mean, when I've Clayton? gone some, look, my mom, <laughs> rest in peace, used to make the most wonderful coconut cake ever that was talked about across the land, and I never tasted it because I don't do coconut. That's how much I despise coconut. So Walter, no offense, though. Walter is correcting us and said there's no coconut in the zero bar. What is it? Okay. 
I just don't know if I know where the zero. I've bar seen is. it. I've seen it in the store. I have never eaten one though. So all right. So number four for me, Butterfinger. Even though they get all in your teeth, but very good. I'm sure they're they are a dentist nightmare. Number <laughs> number three, Twix. Definitely like a Twix. Uh, and number two, Snickers. Like a Snickers. And for me, number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I love Reese's anything, to be honest. But I just went Peanut Butter Cups. Do you ever, you know, they, so they have the king size, right? That yeah. are what, four, I think? That and is. then have you seen some some of the grocery stores have that big, I don't even know what they call it. I can't remember. They, they do have a specific name for it. That um, it's like 25 cups. Have you ever been to Cracker Barrel and seen like the... 10 pound candy bars that they'll sell and it's like a Reese's cup that's like like part of a a, it looks like it's in a bucket because it's so much you know what's wild about that I do not like peanut butter I'll eat a little bit of peanut butter on PB&J but I love some Reese's cups well it is different it is it it, it doesn't taste like pure peanut butter there is a different flavor because if you ever if you ever had like a a generic peanut butter cup way different than Reese's. Yeah. I mean, I just, anyway, Heath bars, that's near the top of my list. Okay. Maybe the top. Of course, Tommy doesn't even have an organized list. I don't do that. I do oh. not prepare. If, if there's a, is anybody faulting me? Is anybody criticizing my content? I, I am. I am criticizing. I do like a you, Snickers. You and your backup parking. We used to, <laughs> we used to, uh, there was a place, shout out Carol pharmacy. Down at the end of the road where we grew up, we would walk barefoot every day, and I'd go and charge me a king size Heath bar, or no, excuse me, king size Hershey bar, big giant ones. So that's three. Um, what's the? Is the? It's in a blue wrapper, Nestle. Nestle. It's like it's a chocolate bar, but it's got I don't know what it's called. This is I feel terrible. Hold on. Oh God, preparation. There it is. Hold on. Is it a um it's a Nestle Nestle Crunch. That's crunch. it. Yeah. Love those things. And then so that's four. And then I'm debating whether to put Twix on that list. You remember score bar? That was kind of like Heath Bar. Do I put Twix on that list? <laughs> well, no, what's I'm your going... favorite? If you're going into All right, here's my top five. I got it. Hundred thousand okay. grand. Love them frozen, the mini ones. Freeze them. Uh, Nestle Crunch, Heath Bar, uh, Baby Ruth, and I'll go watch them. I call it. I used to love those things. Those so, are if you favorite. are in the grocery store right now and you're going to grab a quick snack before you get out of there, what are you grabbing? Heath Bar. Okay. Interesting. I love some Heath Bar. All right. All right. I've been, you know, this is not a candy bar, but I've been loving some um, tasty cake. Um, they're honey buns, but with chocolate on top. Dude, that these things why don't are you just heavenly. go ahead and pump grease and Dude, fat hey, straight you into what, your Hey, veins. you know what's coming up, right? You know what's what? coming up? Your Father's funeral day. from eating that which stuff? Means, <laughs> <laughs> which means, uh, which means uh, so the only thing I want, and Ross, Ross, this is something you're going to have to learn. Ross already knew. I get uh, my uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm supposed to get a dozen. I never get a dozen. People always eat from them. But I say, what they say, what do you want for Father's Day? I say a dozen donuts for me. 
they give me the box of dozen donuts, but everybody has taken a donut out of there. So it's no longer a dozen. This is every, this is Christmas. This is birthday. This is, I mean, it's, it's terrible. But anyway, so I will get some, I will get some Krispy Kreme donuts on Sunday, which will be Are nice. Are you a Krispy Kreme, obviously, over Duncan? So we had this discussion on the message board. I've, in, um, in theory, Duncan can be better. In practice, it's not even close. And the reason is, is that you get the most terrible workers at Dunkin' Donut all the time. They leave their donuts sitting out the entire time. They don't, I think they only make them in the morning. Sounds the like thing, a pet peeve show continued. The other, the other thing is, is like, I feel like up north, one of the things is, is that we would go into a Dunkin' Donuts at like three o'clock in the morning and get donuts. I don't feel like they're open 24 hours, at least anywhere that I've seen Dunkin' Donuts here. Um, yeah, the one year irritating thing with the Krispy Kreme, because the one right around the corner from my house, it closes. I can't remember what time it closes, but if you go in there like an hour before close, they're not making any more donuts, which kind of pisses me off. Or you get a very limited selection. So, man, give that man his donuts. Yeah, give me my donuts. I like, there's a place, um, I can't remember the name of it, but down in Harnett County, it's a mom and pop that makes the best donuts ever. Really? See, that's um, not that far from me. So where, you got to find out where that is. Yeah, I can't call. I want to say it's Sally's or something. I'm not 100% sure what the name is, but the folks at work used to bring them. And then there's um, a couple of places around here. They're not donuts, but they're little croissants, and they're um, stuffed with whatever you want in it, chocolate and whatever. Call it. We don't need to go there. Um, but, yes, if I'm buying store-bought and, like, chain donuts, I'm a Krispy Kreme person, though I do like the uh, chocolate cake glazed ones at duncan anyway anything left any meat on this bone no well i so just i i broke up with duncan this has been a couple years now so oh, no, so you got in a fight with duncan and said you're yeah. never going back yeah and so them and burger king i i um i told the manager there i was never coming back and this was when i was in high school and i've <laughs> not now i've had someone bought burger king and said hey you want this burger i've eaten it but i have never myself gone to a burger king because of because I thought that they're king size. I was like, this is really the king size, like a fries. Like, I mean, come on now. So, and he was like, no, this is king size. I'm, like, I'm never coming here again. So I never did. That's way back in high school. But uh, the Duncan is a little bit more recent, just a couple of years ago, but I have not been to Duncan since then. You know what I haven't been to? What's that? In a long time. I haven't eaten Bojangles chicken in months. And I love Bojangles, so I guess we're similar to there. But I didn't go in there and make well, a stand been, and, yeah. and say, I'm never coming here again. But if you bring it to my house, I'll eat it. Well, that yeah, that's just what Duncan <laughs> – yeah, so I've tried to, to – even though you are you think I'm going to die tonight from my uh, arteries being clogged, I have stopped with the fast food as much as possible. It's, it's so difficult when you're on the road a bunch, and then you have like a limited time to get from point A to point B. It's so much easier to go through drive through But – uh, I have tried to, as much as possible, stop with the fast food stuff. But I love the Cajun filet sandwich from Bojangles and the fries. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. Um, I just can't do the chicken anymore. The old stomach does not hold up. So that brings us to our top five. This is on old. Yeah, focus on old. We're going to get out of here in the uh, with five minutes left and talk about next week's top five. Top five fast food restaurants. Okay. We're going there. <laughs> if you can get your food... In the car, and has not to have to go through. in and sit down. Has to be a drive-through. Considered fast food. Yes. All right. 
That's Don Callahan. I'm Tommy Ashley. It's been the Noon Dish on a Thursday. Ton of recruiting news. That news continues on Tar Pit Premium Message Boards and over at Inside Carolina. Make sure you check it out. Subscribe, rate, review, all the good stuff. Most importantly, follow Don Callahan on those message boards and get all his scoop. I'm sure there's plenty more to come. Shout out to the 50, 60 plus folks that have been here. It's always a pleasure to interact with you guys. Top five fast food restaurants for the next time we get back together, I guess in two weeks. Um, a monster show. It might go two hours, so take a long lunch break. We'll be back on the noon dish in a couple weeks. That's Don. I'm Tommy. It's been Inside Carolina. Thank you, Mr. Callahan. Thank you, Mr. Tommy. <laughs>